Welcome to a live edition of Peacock and Williamson doing our Twitter Tuesday live Tuesday chats that we've been doing here talking about the NFL. What's going on in the league? We've got the the latest from the Locked On Podcast Network, the top 50s as the top 50 players that move lines in the NFL from our friends at Bet Online. So we'll get into that. Rodney Hudson back with the Cardinals and any topics around the league that you guys want to get into. Jump in the chat. Let us know. We got some tweets and some great questions coming up right now. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson here with you at the Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day is what we do. I want to check in with the top line movers in the NFL all week long. If you listen to the show, you've heard us talk about the top 50 line movers according to Bet Online. So this isn't our votes. This is how Bet Online sees players and how each individual player in the NFL moves the NFL line. So it's a really interesting list. And we'll talk about, so we're not going to spoil anything that hasn't been released yet. It's going to be 10 per day right here on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel or on the Locked On NFL uh, uh channel on wherever you find your podcast where you can find all the episodes talking about the top 50 uh, but we're gonna talk about the first 10 you know 50 through 41 which is interesting because fewer quarterbacks at the bottom of the list a lot of quarterbacks i'm assuming at the top um but nfl news happening some news trickling in as we get ready for training camps and it looks like rodney hudson is going to be back and give it another run here with the arizona cardinals which is huge for those arizona Cardinals right Matt this is a this is a big move and and nobody was sure if he was going to be done if he was going to come back and now as we get ready for training camp he got that itch he's back with the cards yeah I'm I'm a huge Rodney Hudson guy and I'm familiar with some people that know him directly and say that he is off the charts with football intelligence and leadership and things along those lines traits you absolutely want from your center your venerated center um, I think he's right there with Kelsey as maybe the best center of this generation. Um, and you know, we had talked a little bit the other day about Kyler Murray and his leadership. And I'm not saying he's a bad leader. We, we had that discussion. You know, people thought he's more of a baseball player type leader. But I don't think it's a coincidence in that organization, especially once Larry Fitzgerald hung it up, that they went out and got not just veterans, but like, potential Hall of Famers at the end of their career. I mean, A.J. Green and J.J. Watt, Hudson, Hopkins was already in place. You know, like, I think that they're looking for some real veteran dudes on that team to be the leadership. And that makes perfect sense to me. You know, your quarterback's still a young guy. A lot of your best players, you know, aren't – they don't really have a middle class on that team. I I don't know. Who's the eight-year veteran on the Cardinals that's really a star, you know? I don't know what the team, what the issues that uh, Rodney Hudson is going to be working through, but he was away all spring and, and there was really some concern because that's a big piece for your offensive line. And it's yeah. amazing. Rodney Hudson shows up with the Raiders and instantly the line's better. Shows up with the Cardinals, instantly the entire line's better, not just his center position. So he's a really valuable player and that's what a really great center can do for you. So uh, pretty important there. So they're working through whatever issues that that he didn't like, uh, whether it's contractual, there's not, the reports are kind of team issues. So uh, likely contract you know so um but anyway Rodney Hudson is back with the Arizona Cardinals and that one is is pretty darn important 
Yeah, and you kind of mentioned it. We both just kind of talked about this a little bit, that there are some positions on the field, middle linebacker, safety, center, that if, you know, I mean, I think they have much more much more influence on the team and wins, you know, kind of leads us to our next conversation with bet online in terms of, you know, you lose a veteran center and all of a sudden, boy, that, that right guard didn't have as good a year. And some people don't put two and two together as well. The guy that was in your ear all, you know, pre-snap and telling you walk out for this stunt or whatever, because I've seen it a million times, isn't there, or the, you know, the, the free safety that lines everybody up or, the super smart middle linebacker that is like calling out plays before you get there. So th- that type of stuff is, is very, very important. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, it, yeah, it kind of goes back to our conversation. We were talking about with centers and tight ends and it's like, they're, they're not traditionally a high paid position, but when you get a great one, it's so valuable to your team. And you can say the same about some of those up the middle positions that traditionally weren't high paid, but man, uh, to me, to me after offensive tackle, you know, blind side protector, then the other, uh, the other bookend tackle, I think center is where I'd spend money before I even spend it on guards. Yeah. I'm not sure you and I have had this conversation and I've never really like taken it to the next step and I'm not the biggest better in the world, but I bet, I mean, well, as I bet, I mean, my hunch is as a somewhat knowledgeable NFL guy is if I bet against every team, including the spread that had a backup center in, I bet I would win some money. Yeah, that's an interesting way to look at it. And it's funny because teams, I, I think center is not highly drafted a lot, except for the very top guys, because you don't really mm-hmm. roster a lot of backup centers. The backup center is sort of a flexible guard slash center type of a player. Um, and and so for that reason, I think just because there's not a lot of them on the field at once, that suppresses their value and what they're paid sometimes. But man, to me, they're yeah, they're worth their their weight in gold when you get a when you get a great center. It just makes everybody's life easy on the offensive line makes your quarterbacks life easy especially if you have a young quarterback and then while we were chatting i was scrolling deep into my twitter timeline because this is about a month old and it's a little mind-boggling to me with the cardinals and their o-line so just check this out this past draft on offensive linemen they used the 215th pick and the 257th overall not exactly premium resources on offensive linemen. I mean, when you get into the 200s in the draft, you're lucky if they make the team or if they ever have any kind of quality career. Last year, the year before that, they used pick 247. In 2020, they used pick 72. For them, that's big. In 19, they used pick 179 and 248. In 2018, they used 70 or 97 and 256. In 2017, they used 115 and 157. And in 2016, they used 128 and 170. Like, no premium picks at all since 2015 on offensive linemen. I mean, very few of those are even in the top 100. I only see two of them in the top 100. None of them are in the top two rounds. And a lot of them are just drafts where, well, we'll throw the 250th pick at some interior lineman that no one's ever heard of. Yeah, it's a tough it's way deep. to build a line, man. I mean, it's tough. You've got to put some resources there. And it is one, you know, with so many premium positions that, that command so many dollars and high draft picks, I get not spending a first-round pick. And you want to go for that edge rusher, and, you know, quarterback, wide receiver, whatever. Sure. But at some point, yeah, you got to put some resources in there. And you can find some picks late. 
but it's a lot easier when you've got good players already to develop those late rounders behind them and then bring them in rather than saying, oh, we're just going to draft fifth through seventh rounders, UDFAs, and we got a good line. Yeah, no, that, right. That's a lot different. That's a lot different. Exactly. I mean, you're really hoping or you're putting a lot of stress on your O-line coach to develop these guys. I was thinking about this yesterday because on Lockdown 49ers, we were interviewing 49ers long snapper Tabor Pepper, and he said that by far the hardest part of his job as an NFL uh, long snapper isn't the snapping part. It's not the going and covering kicks part and tackling people. It's the blocking because yeah. – those guys are freaks of nature. Even the guys that are like backup defensive linemen that are on special teams. Yeah. I mean, you know, six foot, six, 260 pound guys who run four, six, four sevens. Those are unicorns and offensive tackles, like the freakish nature of what these guys are and what you have to be in the NFL to be an offensive tackle or a defensive lineman is, is just ridiculous. And sometimes you forget how freaky everybody is. So if they're freaky on the other side, you got to be freaky on this side to block those dudes. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. You, Hadn't thought about the long snapper angle. It's just an interesting coincidence that you were chatting with him. But what do you think Jordan Davis's first role is in the NFL? He's going to line up over your boy at at long snapper on field goal, and he's going to be 85 pounds heavier, much more athletic, a thousand times stronger, and he's going to try to throw him into the first row. Right, and and get those big old mitts up there and and block a block a kick. Yeah, so. It's not an easy job. It's a really cool uh, conversation, by the way, with Tabor Pepper, who was, you know, I, I think he tried out for 20 teams, Niners three times before he stuck right. in the NFL. And yeah, really cool story for him. Uh, and it's probably interesting to to learn a little bit about long snappers. I learned a lot about long snappers. So not just for 49ers fans, for any of NFL fans. And that went live this morning, Tuesday. So go check that out if you want to learn my, the life of a long snapper. Do you know my, my long snapper th- son theory? This might apply to your young fella. It, it, I think it, it did apply to him. It applies to everybody. Get your kid thrown with two hands between their legs at the earliest possible date. Since That's, they what crawl. With, <laughs> That's what happened with Tabor Pepper. He said okay. he showed up to his eighth grade football team and his dad, who played ball, taught him a year earlier to snap it with both hands. And so he said, and the coach said, okay, who's who wants to be a long snapper? And you know, Nobody jumps up and says yes. Yeah, a handful of kids were trying out. They were all snapping it with one hand like a center. Tabor is the only one with two hands that snaps it. And the coach says, you're out, you're out, you're out. Tabor, you're the long snapper. And he's been yeah. a long snapper ever since. And he's, he, you know, because his dad played ball. So he figured, oh, I'm going to go play college football because I'm destined to because my dad did. And, and then, he, you know, he's in high school and he's a junior in high school. And he's only 165 pounds. He's like, I'm like a third string wide receiver in high school. How am I going to go play college football? But it was the long snapping. He's got better and better and better. Um, and it's a pretty, it's a really interesting story. But yeah, if if, if you want to find a path for yes. your son to make the NFL, get him snapping with two hands early. Yeah, hundred percent. Because nobody practices that stuff as kids. They all want to catch touchdowns or make sacks or you know whatever. And it, it, he's a perfect example. I mean, it's tough to hook on with one of the thirty-two teams. There's only thirty-two jobs. But once you do and you gain the trust of a coach or a special teamer, it's also a little harder to get cut than some positions, you know, a fourth safety, a fifth linebacker. You know, I mean, once you kind of latch on and prove you're reliable, you're in. But my angle is even just even not even aiming for the NFL is when we were a pit, we had one long snapper on scholarship and we usually have one preferred walk on. There's a lot of schools out there. I mean, that might be the easiest path to get a football scholarship. 
Fantastic stuff. Yeah, special teams is important. If you want to make it to the next level, be able to play special teams. Line up first to try to play special teams. Get good at it, and that'll give you an opportunity to earn other spots. 100%. Okay, let's talk a little bit about this list of top 50 best players in the NFL. As far as how much they move the lines, we're going to talk about 50 through 41, some of the names there at the bottom of the list, because I don't want to spoil the top that hasn't been released yet here on the, the Locked On NFL channel of the network but first we've got to let the folks out there know about dave be honest you at some point in your life have been living paycheck to paycheck uh struggling to make ends meet it can be really stressful when unexpected expenses come up now dave can help you out with a it can help you out of a pinch when you really need it a little help from your future self dave is the banking app they can help you get $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank by uh, that wedding gift that you've been invited to catch up on bills, whatever it is. Tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. No interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get financial relief they need with extra cash. So if we're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E, Dave. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly for terms and conditions. Go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve member FDIC. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. Which NFL stars move the betting lines the most? We're going to talk a little bit about it right now. Starting this week, Monday, Locked On is dropping the top 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available all this week on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel or wherever you get your Locked On NFL podcasts. So the lists. Matt here uh, of the top 50 players and I see some questions in the chat. I see some questions on Twitter that we're going to get to in here in just a a bit. I I just want to talk about these line movers according to bet online. And I'm going to pull it up on the screen actually with the 50 through 41. Number 50 is a guy that we kind of bad mouthed a little bit. And here's a list on the screen for those of you who might be, watching on YouTube, but but I'll talk about it a little bit here. Trevon Diggs, a lot of interceptions, flips the field. And I heard Marcus Mosher talking about it on this episode of the, the Top 50. He's the host of Locked On Cowboys, talking about Trayvon Diggs. And it started to make more sense about why someone like Trayvon Diggs would move the lines because it's not even about him being a shutdown corner. And we when he's on the field, he skews things so much to the Cowboys' favor. But he actually does. Like, how big is a turnover in the NFL, right? That will change the line of a football game. And according to Bet Online, Trayvon Diggs moves the NFL line about a half a point, point five. It's pretty cool that they have those on here. Um, but I, I didn't think about this is that those turnovers – or something that during the course of a football game moves the line a ton. And then if it's not a turnover, maybe he might get beat deep a little bit or, or get beaten and he's gambling a little bit more. So a, a lot of fluctuation there. So, you know, whether you think Trayvon Diggs is one of the best corners in the NFL, whether you are a little bit suspect with how much he gets beat because of uh, maybe gambling a little bit, big plays either way are absolutely going to move NFL lines. I guess that does make some sense. You know, we this isn't the best 50 players on the planet. This isn't the top two corners on the planet. I mean, I, I had problems with Diggs in the top 10 list for corners. But 
I mean, I don't know the percentage off the top of my head. I think it's somewhere around like 75 to 80% of the time. If you win the turnover battle, you win the football game. And if he can create turnovers, well, you know, that's what we're talking about here, betting football yeah. games. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because he's only one spot behind Jalen Ramsey, who comes in at number 49. And I would think there would be somewhat of a chasm between those two guys. I would too. But I, I guess it's just that point about the takeaways in, in that, yeah, Ramsey has a massive presence, but and they use him in a variety of ways. But you can also not throw his direction. You know, I mean, you can also avoid a, a top corner a little more. Of course, there's a ripple effect that makes all the other guys' jobs easier if you're if everyone knows you're avoiding Ramsey. But I hear you. I'll put it on the screen in a little different way here. Oh, how about that? Um, Fancy. Yeah, there we go. And so then at number 48 is Aaron Donald. Some defensive players here. Donald, 48, 47, Miles Garrett, TJ Watt. Clearly, there's going to be a lot of quarterbacks in the top 40. Sure. The 32 starters are going to be you know up here above uh, 50 through 41, but no quarterbacks in this group. So th that's what's really interesting to, to the beginning of this list is the most uh, valuable line-moving non-quarterbacks and all of the, the rest of these guys on this list move the line one point in either direction. Uh, Debo Samuel and Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill and C.D. Lamb and Micah Parsons. A lot of Cowboys on this list, actually. That's, there's Cowboys there's galore in here. And, yeah, from and Miles Garrett. I would think Aaron Donald moves the line more than any other non quarterback though in the league and a lot of quarterbacks even in some cases that's what i was thinking originally when i saw this list and i don't think it's a coincidence that donald miles garrett and tj watt are right next to each other they're probably the three best certainly the three most disruptive defensive players on the planet i mean if i would bet everything i own that one of those guys is going to win the defensive mvp this year you know i mean like they're they're the studs on that side of the ball right now so not being a betting expert, I'm going to defer that these guys that are have huge, you know, palaces in Vegas know what they're talking about with these lines. <laughs> right. That my hunch is when we get from 40 to one, there's only 32 quarterbacks that could possibly be in there. And I'm sure some aren't even. I bet they're almost all offensive players. You know, I mean, my hunch is offensive players move lines. Defenses don't. I mean, that's what I'm learning. As Good point. 43-1 almost has to be completely offensive players if Aaron Donald's down at 48. Right. I mean, Devontae yeah. Adams is going to be on there and, you know, <laughs> Justin Jefferson and a ton of quarterbacks. You know, so if Donald's at 48 with Garrett and Watt, there can't be many defensive players left. So two big ones for me here. Micah Parsons is actually ahead of Watt, Garrett, and Donald. And I have a little issue with that, but okay, you know. Maybe he'll get there, but... Okay. I mean, they're, they're all tight, you know, and they're all pass rushers and, and can absolutely mm -hmm. make a difference on their teams is, is the fact that Parsons, Watt and Garrett ahead of Donald, a factor of Donald has some other stars on his team. So let's say if he's missing during if a game, Donald hurt Ramsey and Ramsey hurts Donald. Right. But they Versus both be Miles higher. Garrett, they were... really hurts the Browns more if he's out because there's not that other star like Jalen Ramsey on the defense. I don't know. Maybe I think that's probably true for Garrett and Watt. You know that there, yeah. those you know, that, that's a big, big deal that we're lacking star power if one of those guys is out. Maybe if they, I don't know if, if they've done this exercise year after year after year, 
Is it almost impossible for a true defensive tackle to get on the list? And the fact that there is one is monumental in its its own right. Yeah, maybe that's it. The position you know? value they're just devaluing D tackle versus yeah. some of the other positions. So. I bet there's no guards on this list. Yeah, there probably is <laughs> not any lineman on this list, and that's a good question. Should there be an offensive lineman on this list? If, yeah. If, the the who's the you know the left tackle for whoever comes in at number one if it's a quarterback right that guy's pretty Trent Williams or, you're right right yeah. um, and then Debo Samuel Debo Samuel was the most valuable player on the 49ers last year so if uh, you know somebody else on that team is higher than him then I think Debo might have a gripe with this list because uh, he, yeah, he yeah. nobody moved the line last year more than Debo Samuel for the 49ers he was far and away the MVP of that team and I'm sure. This applies to top hundred lists. I'm sure a lot of listeners are like, man, I mean, these are too good of players to be in the forties. But when you do like the NFL top 100 list, that's like 5% of the league. So this is like two or 3% of the league. I mean, yeah. being on a top 50 list, this isn't the top 50 NBA players where there's, you know, 11 or 12 guys on, uh, on a roster and five guys on the court. I mean, being a top 50 NFL player period is elite, elite, elite. Absolutely. Uh, we got some good questions coming up here. What franchise would we buy if we were somehow gifted hundreds of millions of dollars, Matt Williamson? And um, a question in the chat here from our buddy, Sean, we will get to coming up next. But I want to let the folks out there know first about Built Bars. Tons of great flavors at Built.com. The protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. High in protein, low in calorie, low in sugar. It is the snack that you want to reach for that won't wreck your diet. So the first thing you got to do is go into your pantry, get rid of all that bad stuff that you know you're going to reach for because it's there at your desk at work, in the glove box of your car, in your golf bag. Uh, power you through the back nine with the, with all that protein. Um, in your briefcase, in your purse, right? Get rid of the junk and put some built bars in there because you will thank me because they taste delicious and you don't have to sacrifice taste for eating healthy. Again, high protein, low sugar, low calorie. That is the combination you're looking for, whether it's the coconut brownie chunk flavor right now at built.com. Always new seasonal flavors coming all the time. All the classic flavors. I love the peanut butter. If you are a marshmallow lover, they've got the built puff bars as well marshmallowy goodness uh all almost all built bars are covered in 100 real chocolate too which is the difference and really sets them off it is delicious real chocolate not some brown colored fake chocolatey flavored stuff so go to built.com right now and with our promo code you can get 15 percent off your order that is promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off at built.com our friend Ross on Twitter asked this question. If you were a billionaire and you could buy a franchise right now and become the next Jerry Jones or Kraft, et cetera, which franchise would it be and why 49ers and Steelers not allowed since we both cover That's those fair. two football teams. So we can't be in San Francisco or Pittsburgh, which franchise. And I can't buy the Niners and hire you and you can't buy the Steelers <laughs> and hire me. Or, you know, <laughs> we can't head circumvent head the rules here. Yeah. There and by the way, someone responded to this. Valour says, uh, "I'd buy the Cleveland Browns and then ship them to Siberia." I like that. That was funny. Yeah, that sounds so, like a fan actually that might have said that. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> I think there's a few of those listening. Yeah. My initial thought was, I want a traditional, awesome fan base, a tradition of winning, 
Um, doesn't have to be the most Super Bowl titles in the league. I guess those two. I guess those two. Uh, you know, uh, franchises are taken besides New England, though. I'm just will throw that out there. Um, so I thought about the Patriots. I thought about Green Bay, Kansas City, Buffalo. Like awesome fan base. But with my Steeler roots and the Rooneys being able to walk to the stadium there, you know, on game day, I'm going to live in my town. I don't know that I want to live in Green Bay or Buffalo. Like, I can handle cold better than I can handle heat. But I don't know that New England, Buffalo, Green Bay is where I want to move the Williamsons from this point on. So I came up with one, and I'm a bigger guy. I don't handle heat as well as I handle cold. But I hear (laughs) Tampa's pretty darn nice. And they have an established, you know, situation there now, too. You know, TB12 won't be there when I take over. But no state income tax. Are you sure TB12 won't be there? He might. Well, be there. I, maybe I'll hire him though. It's, he <laughs> will be working for me in some way, I mean, even if he's in the booth. But he's going to be affiliated with the team. I would want a market that I could that has a, a big fan base. Uh, I like yeah, that, yeah. and that you can win with. Um, I, I'm going to go. You're going to go put your feet in the sand. I'm going to go bigger city. I'm going to take one of the teams in New York and win mm. some stupid football games for those franchises. Imagine building Imagine a winner. chaining it around. Yeah, imagine You're building right. a winner for the New York Giants or the New York Jets even. At least the yeah. Giants have had some winners. Like the Jets just haven't had any winners. But I think a team like the New York Giants, that's where you'd go. Um, you know, big market team. Uh, they have a, a big fan base, a global fan base in some cases. And go build a winner in New York, and then you'd be, you know, a king. And your 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 children's children would be remembered as kings because your their grandfather brought home a, a title. Mm-hmm. for the New York Giants. So I'd, I'd probably pick uh, one of the New York teams. Yeah, It's funny you said your children's children because this isn't who do you want to GM, who do you want to go work for right now. I'm not, I'm not putting a lot of weight in, well, the Chiefs have Mahomes, we'll be you know competitive for the next five, ten years. Yeah, that's great. But I'm thinking about, like, my kids, you know, the, the Williamson family 100 years from now when Pat Mahomes is long gone and we, we're way, way long gone. You know, I'm just thinking of – fan bases, area of the country, that type of thing. You know, like you said with New York, like you got a lot of work to do to turn those teams around. Mm -hmm. And it'd be great to, you know, buy the Bills, win the Super Bowl this year and be like, oh, this is easy. But I'm thinking big picture. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And by the way, give me 1% of any NFL franchise, and I I feel okay about that. (laughs) I (laughs) I think it's impossible for them to lose money unless there's like a zombie apocalypse. It's crazy. Uh, Sean here in the chat says, are either – or both of James Harrison or Terrell Suggs, Hall of Famers, who has the better case overall? I have a feeling this is directed my way. Um, you'll be shocked. I think Suggs is in and Harrison's out. Um, Harrison was defensive MVP. I think on his best day, he was a slightly better player than Suggs. They both are part of amazing defenses and were near the top of the best of what they do. But I think Suggs did it longer and has a better resume. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I, I think there's maybe even a tear break between the two. And maybe yes. I missed something with James Harrison, but I would say Terrell Suggs is probably going to get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 139 career sacks. Uh, that's, you know, not almost double the career sacks of James Harrison. He's got 84 and a half career sacks. Mm-hmm. James Harrison's a great guy. player. You know, that you don't have to uh, knock one player to to talk good about another, but Terrell Suggs, I think, is in a different level, and, and I think Suggs will get in the Hall of Fame. I don't think Harrison ever will. No, and kind of like your long snapping story, 
the first four years, I'm thinking, of Harrison's career were mm-hmm. he was actually a Raven for a little bit. They cut him. The Steelers cut him five times. He actually did a little emergency long snapping, strange side note. But, you know, <laughs> he wasted a lot of early years not producing. And then he came in here as a special teamer. And it took him a while to beat out, like, Joey Porter and the guys that were ahead of him, you know. So, you know, the, the Hall of Fame's been watered down a little. Like, I'm not giving these guys a hard time because, trust me, I mean, here's the Steeler thing. I, I, I thought when Terrell Davis got in, I was like, that bar's – I didn't think he should have got over the bar. Um, the center – I should know his name off the top of my head because the, the center for the Jet – Kevin Mawai, when he got in, I was mm. like, yeah, I don't think of him in that light. And and here's the most glaring example to me. Bill Cowher just got in, and I kind of thought, I mean, is he one of the the hardest ten coaches to coach against in history? Or I mean, it, those guys aren't quite Hall of Famers to me. Yeah, there's those weird little automatic, you know, like you win a Super Bowl and yeah, right. instantly you're like on the path of okay, he's in a com- Hall of Fame conversation now because yeah, he, he got a ring. And like as soon as Cowher got in, I'm like, well. Then Tomlin's in, Harbaugh's in, Peyton's in. Oh, yeah. You know, Andy Reid's in. Yeah. Carroll, you know, like this generation, they all better resumes than Cower. Yeah, there's going to be a whole bunch of coaches going in the Hall of Fame in the next. Yeah, they're all similar uh, ages. Not to mention Belichick, who's a slam dunk. Last one here. This is a question from Christopher on Twitter. Uh, We did our AFC and NFC power rankings. Oh, yeah. Post draft. And he says, what I want to know is who are most likely to reach the playoffs between his team, the Dolphins, or the Detroit Lions. And if the Lions do get to the playoffs, did they win the Stafford-Goff trade despite the Super Bowl ring for Stafford? Huge other side note. I don't think one team has to win or lose a trade. I mean, if if Stafford never – if he decides to Andrew Luckett and never play again, the Rams won that trade. They got a ring. You know, no matter what happens from this point on, that deal was good for them. I think it was good for the Lions too. I mean, just because of – I think that kind of ran its course. Would they be in a lot better situation with Stafford minus the picks? And, you know, a, a changing of the guard had to happen. I mean, I, I would love to see the Lions offense built as it is with Stafford instead of Goff, but it wouldn't be built as it is. You know, I mean, that's, there's, there's a give and take there. Um, I still think Miami's a, a noticeably tier better team than the Lions. But the path to getting the playoffs of the NFC is definitely easier than the AFC. If two is the 15th best quarterback in the league, Miami will probably be a 9, 10, 11 win team. Yeah. I, I doubt if he'll get there, but path much easier in the NFC, but the Dolphins just have a better football team right they now. Are. See them being second place in the East, getting right, the playoffs, right. you know, and that, that should probably be even something that is, is pretty close to where I don't know what their bet online over under is right now, but it's probably pretty close to playoff level. Detroit Lions, more work to do, and mm-hmm. they can get there soon. But, I mean, this is a team that was just drafting number two overall. And was there anything added that is going to just catapult them to, no, you know? Right. I mean, up. even like Jamison Williams isn't going to play for a while. Right. Hutchinson's a really good player, but he's not Miles Garrett. You know, I mean, like, he's not going to fix the defense single-handedly like he's mm-hmm. Superman. You know, I mean, the, the defense still needs a lot of work. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about 2023 most likely for the Detroit Lions there. Yeah, yeah. And that's great. I mean, considering the, what they took over there and, and then yeah. dealing Stafford, they had nothing. They had an awful roster a year ago. They wouldn't be like, you know, knocking on the door of the Super Bowl with Stafford anyway. So I think it was a good right, trade for right. the Lions. I think it was something that had to be done. I think it was a win-win. It's their classic win-win. Mm-hmm. And you use that cap money elsewhere and the picks are important. And Right, right, right. 
All right, good stuff. Thanks, everybody, for jumping in on the live. We're going to be doing this most Tuesdays all season long. So anytime you want, you can get your questions in on Twitter at BDPeacock at Williamson NFL. Make sure you are subscribed to the Locked On NFL channel, not only the home of the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. We got that top 50 line movers going on and the Locked On NFL podcast as well. Matt and I back tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.